1: Joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is R.J. Anderson of CBS Sports MLB. You can visit him on Twitter at R underscore J underscore Anderson. R.J., how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You know, I'm really actually very excited about the World Baseball Classic. I, I think that I don't know why I get into these national... Uh, team sports and, and, and become, like, the biggest fan ever. But I think this is going to be pretty interesting, especially where it's at in the baseball schedule. But just right off the bat, who do you think is going to win it all?
2: Yeah, I think you have a small group of teams that can realistically win this. You know, Japan has been the most successful team in the WBC, but the Americans won last time. And, you know, you look at that lineup, and it's pretty easy to talk yourself into them making another deep run. And then outside of Japan, the U.S., I think you've talked about the Dominican Republic just based off the strength of their lineup. I mean, if you haven't looked up some of their lineups, the weak spot is Gary Sanchez, a catcher catcher with big-time raw power. So, you know, there's only a few other countries I'd throw out there, but I think probably one of those three is most likely to win
1: yeah we we've been talking a lot about the world baseball classic on this show and talking about how good the dominican republic team and and it how good they are and manny machado is a part of that team juan soto is a part of that team uh nelson cruz i believe is the manager of that team so lots of padres influence on the uh dominican republic team but one of the things that you wrote about was that they're not going to have the pitch clock over there and with the wbc games and so some of the players here locally Locally have kind of been talking about how it's kind of weird they're going from pitch clock to no pitch clock and then when they're done with the WBC they're going to be back on the pitch clock and so two part question here how much effect will the pitch clock have or will no pitch clock have uh with the WBC players and do you think the current pitch clock system in baseball needs some fine tuning
2: Yeah the first part is a good question I guess I would just say that you know baseball is a game of adjustments right and you know, these players to reach this level, they have to be able to make quick adjustments. Now, obviously, this is an adjustment with a timer as opposed to an adjustment in strategy. So it's a little different in that respect. But I think most of them will be fine. You know, if you look at the data, a lot of guys were throwing pitches or, you know, being ready to hit. I an approximate amount of this pace. So I don't think it's going to be too great of an adjustment in that respect. Um, as for the second question, you know, I could see them fine-tuning it a little bit just so you don't have incidents like the Max Scherzer <laughs> and the game gamesmanship that went into you know him sometimes quick pitching, sometimes <laughs> delaying. But you know, otherwise, I guess that would have happened even without a clock. So there's just a little bit added incentive now for pitchers to you know play cat and mouse games because they can't necessarily do those with base runners anymore. So maybe that's it. Maybe they just need an outlet for that uh, part of their personality.
1: Yeah, we're talking to R.J. Anderson, CBS Sports, MLB. Uh, I was We talked about Max Scherzer last week, and I thought out of all the guys, out of all the pitchers that were in baseball, he would have the most issue with a pitch clock <laughs> just because he's Max Scherzer and we know what, what he, how competitive he is. But he really did find a different way to do things, and uh, both Tony and I agree that they have to do something about that little loophole because – it's not fair for the hitter whatsoever for him to just throw a ninety five mile an hour fastball down the middle when he's not looking for it.
2: Yeah, and I saw I saw a quote from Chris Dale saying that he liked the pitch timer and in my head I he was one of the guys I had down as being, you know, very much against it and I figured if someone's gonna blow up about this in April it might be Chris Dale <laughs> or Matt Scherzer for them to both take a liking to it. I guess it just shows that, you know, even if you're a Cy Young caliber pitcher, you're still willing to make adjustments and you can still find something new to you know, used to your advantage.
1: That's true, and and I think sticking on the the pitch clock real quick. I think that the games have been obviously noticeably quicker. Um, do you think that that pace that the pace we're seeing right now is probably going to be the pace we see during the regular season, or do you see it slowing down a little bit?
2: Yeah, I guess that comes down to you know how lenient um, umpires are going to be, and maybe the sweet spot is guys get a little bit more tired, maybe a little more weary. You know you know, trying to manipulate hitters' timing through the use of the clock. But I would I mean, you know, by the law itself, I guess that's basically the pace we're going to see because there's only so much room for, you know, those examples of gamesmanship or <laughs> you know, slowing things down or what have you. So I would say this is probably going to be an approximate read of how regular season games will be playing, assuming that I do think they need to a timer and it's called it as it should be.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 very surprised at how I feel about these pitch clock games, but uh, it'll be interesting going forward throughout the season. Uh, R.J. Anderson here, CBS Sports MLB. You can visit him on Twitter at r underscore j underscore Anderson. And you wrote about jerks in Profar, and I didn't know this until I read about this, but he is going to be playing for the Netherlands in the World Baseball Classic and. In- one thing that I think I'm pretty surprised about here with ProFar is that he's still out there and on the market. I, I wouldn't mind if the Padres would just go after him. <laughs> I don't know what he's asking for, but in a head scratcher here in San Diego, but why do you think that Jerkson Profar hasn't found a team yet?
2: Yeah, I mean I don't know his asking price either, but that's obviously one of the first things you think about whenever a player goes unsigned after a high quality season is maybe teams are not evaluating with him the way that he's evaluating himself. Uh, Beyond that, you know, the skill set, obviously it's produced good results as recently as last year, but it is a skill set that was replicated a few times on the free agent market. Uh, Andrew Benetendi, similar player, more of a track record. So I think that worked against them. And, you know, it might just be a matter of every spring it feels like there's someone who gets (laughs) left out. And it's not necessarily a commentary on them as a player. Sometimes it's just the way it goes. I mean, Michael Conforto was that player last year. Then he got hurt. And then he signed a multi-year deal last this most recent winter. So it just goes to show maybe there's a multi-year deal waiting at the end of the rainbow for Profar as well. It just might take a little while to get there.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I hope that and Profar finds the team because he was instrumental in what San Diego and the Padres did last year. So I'm I'm just really surprised Padres haven't. There's been no news out of San Diego Padres land about pro Profar, so we'll have to keep waiting. But um, back to the World Baseball Classic, because we did say he was playing in that. But um, the yeah. we were talking about – you wrote about injuries and the injuries that could happen, the injuries that haven't happened, or why, pe- why players aren't going to play in the World Baseball Classic. But there are certain safeguards in place to help prevent these injuries. Um, my question is, and, and what I was thinking about, is how – much do the World Baseball Classic managers have to make decisions with, like a a full baseball season in mind?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a priority for MLB teams, and that's sort of the you know agreement that MLB makes in order to get MLB players involved. Is that you know there are safeguards, there are guide rails in place to prevent what we would perceive as you know uh, abusive or over aggressive usage of pitchers, in particular. So. You know, for instance, you're only going to see a maximum pitch count of 65 during full play. So, you know, you can't have whatever pitcher you want to say, you know, say you Darvish because it's a Padres yeah. um, pitcher. He can't go out there and throw 120 pitches or whatever in full play. Now, that amount does rise, but even in the championship round, you're capped at 95 pitches. So it sort of mimics spring training in a sense. You know, you're not asking starting pitchers to go out there and ramp it up all at once and treat this like an important game or, you know, a 100 pass pitch effort, you know, in at a time when they would usually be throwing, what, 60, 70 pitches. So those guide rails are in place, and they also have, you know, restrictions on injuries. For instance, we saw Clayton Kershaw had to withdraw reportedly because he was having trouble finding insurance, and every player has to have insurance to play on the WBC. Mm. Teams can also say no if a guy has spent a certain amount of time on the injured list the previous year. You kind of saw that play out with Ronald Acuna Jr., although the Braves eventually relented and let him play. So – Yeah, there are a few different protections to go into place. And uh, Ben Lindbergh of the Ringer looked into the data of the last time a WBC was played in 2017 and found that the injury effect in those WBC years was not all that great. So if you're a Padres fan, you do have a lot of players out there. You probably don't have to worry about injuries unless bad luck hits, which bad luck is always going to play a role in baseball no matter what.
1: Yeah, no matter what, it's going to – play a role in baseball real quick about the insurance thing i didn't know that so players have to have insurance on their their contracts to play in the world baseball classic
2: yeah they have to have insurance to play in the wbc and you know in general i feel like i still like not have been thinking and talking a lot about insurance and baseball contracts <laughs> because the carlos correa situation is yeah. winter too so if you're on to the, the world sports contracts and insurance and all that good stuff it's not very
1: interesting, but it does pop up on occasion. Yeah, it does pop up. That's, uh, I'm going to look into – I find that stuff interesting. Like when Matt Leinart did it way back when. He, he did when before he went to the NFL. But anyway, last one for me, RJ. Thanks so much for your time today. Um, we've heard from a lot of people in baseball about the Padres spending and how much they are actually spending, which is a ton. Where do you stand yeah. on the Padres spending in regards to what it means for the rest of Major League Baseball?
2: Oh, I love it. I think it's a great example. You Bad know, boy. my coworker, my Jesus said the a small market as a mentality, a mindset. And I agree with that. You know, I don't want these teams to be ran like investments. I don't want them to be ran like big businesses. I want them to be ran like community goods. You know, it's about, it's about, you know, serving your community. It's a public good. It should be treated that way. I hate the idea of, you know, return on investment. Why would I care if this billionaire is making money <laughs> off his baseball team? If you wanted to make money off his investment, go elsewhere. You know, yeah. the stock market and the real estate and all these other forms. Leave it out of pro sports.
1: No, I totally agree. And, it's, and then it's like the Cubs owners are crying foul about how much money they're making or they're losing, and then they put a bid in on like a Premier League team. It's like, well, <laughs> really? It doesn't seem like you're losing that much money if you're able to do that. So, uh, well, thanks so much, R.J. for coming on the show today. Everybody, go uh, to his Twitter and go to cbssports.com the MLB page. R at R underscore J underscore Anderson. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, R.J. Anytime. Thank you for having me. <sighs>